0: D&D Summer Camp D&D Summer Camp D&D Summer Camp D&D Summer Camp Paladins and fighters soak up damage like a...
1: Everybody and Welcome to Teachers in the Dungeon. I'm Tom Gross, sitting here at the RPG Summer Camp, recording yes. live. I'm here with Dan Ream. Was even tireder than yesterday. I'm a little bit more peppy and pepped up this, this day. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit more mentally organized. Um, but, uh, but it has been a phenomenal day. It is. And we purposely
0: are recording this so you can hear the excitement of the various game tables in the
1: background. We are not... We haven't wrapped up yet today. Correct. And, uh, and we were just commenting on the ebb and flow of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how between six games, they all seem to... I, I just did a round, and, and like two groups had finished <laughs> with a, a combat or were about to finish with a combat, and another was a little bit further but they were still investigating the room after combat it was just right. interesting how all of them seemed to peak and then went back to the investigative all at the same time which, <laughs> which is just super super interesting I don't know There's there should be a study about the ebb and flow of Dungeons and Dragons or yeah. role playing games somebody's looking to get a PhD there you go get on it there you go but it has been a and I think it's been a phenomenal day today because we had such a good day yesterday yes Yes. Kids came in excited, ready to go. And, and I'll tell you, for
0: 27 high school kids, they are so engaged, even with, even with the, quote, learning sessions, which probably are not—they probably didn't sign up for this camp to sit in, in sessions. Right. They want to play. But they participated. They were engaged. And that's credit to the presenters, Really as yes. well. That that these kids jumped in and and really gave it their all for, you know, forty five minute stretches there of you know, of mm-hmm. of how are you going to do
1: combat? How are you going to do? Right. How are you going to build a good character. How you role play things like that, and you know, it's it's the one thing that when I tell people that aren't necessarily wrapped up in our world of gaming, I say oh, we have got this RPG camp, and uh, kids come and they sign up, and they do workshops in the morning, and they do games in the afternoon, and they're like, "Well, when do you do this?" And I say, "We're in July," and they're like, "Wait, you've got kids that want to get up early in the summer, come to the school." all day long for this mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah and they're enthusiastic and passionate about it too yeah. and, and what, what's been neat and we've made comment of this to each other and to um, Marcus and some of the other adults that are here um, I'm seeing some of the skills come out that yes. we've talked about yes that that you, I mean it's cool for anybody but for a teacher you live for that exactly so let's talk a little bit about the day and yep. um, and share like our impressions I'm just I'm just super excited about the way the day has gone. Yes, we've been kind of grinning ear to ear all day with this. It's just been fun. So we we started the day um, after our welcome session and things like that, kind of lay the land uh, for the day. We started with our first session, which is actually technically session number three. Uh, the players attended a workshop that was created by um, two of the people that are in our our, st- our staff games, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Metz and Brian DeSutter, and they did a session on role-play min-maxing your character. Yes. Um, but they I, took it way further than that. I mean,
0: they... Actually, the name says it, but min-maxing usually just means how do you make a a murder hobo. Yes. But in this case, it was... How do you get the most out of the role play? Mm-hmm. How do you design the character for role play as well as right. other things? And so that was so cool to see them.
1: And the times that I came through here for that, I sat mostly in yours uh, for that session. But uh, the times that I did come through, the kids were really engaged, yeah. um, and. Chris and Brian were were handing off the baton, going back and forth. Yeah. Because one of the reasons we chose the two of them, and I, I they know this, so there's nothing, no secrets here. Uh, Brian is is really pro at finding the best of every single aspect of a character, right? Maxine, uh, and Chris is really expert at giving his character flaws to see what happens. How to role play that that kind of thing? So we chose them for that, and and uh, Brian had told me that um, that it actually was was cool for him because he he never really ever thinks about how do I make my character weaker. Yeah. So you know I think I think on their side that you know they're they're finding growth in it, but then the fact that they were able to then turn and share that with the students, mm-hmm. um, I think that's really cool. And again, we see that in the game. Uh, this afternoon. I'm seeing how how the kids are finding aspects of their character that maybe they didn't see or notice yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, I'm sorry, did you want to say something about... I just figured we'd go all the way through the, the Oh, do one side. and then the other? Yeah. Absolutely. So then in session four for the players, our um, Kugler mm-hmm. and uh, our one of our alum who are uh, DMing Tyler Boley, they did a session together on combat tactics. I love the way you titled this. Combat tactics make your DM cry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they did such an awesome job. I sat in on most of that and it was fun to see I was telling Marcus it, you, you teach, maybe not everybody's like this, but I, I kind of assume just do it anybody could do it but i kind of it kind of reminded me no that's not there is a skill set that we have developed over the years Mm -hmm. and mark had that on display i mean these kids it's day two the fourth session they might be flagging a little bit Mm -hmm. and he designed a perfect perfect workshop for them where they you know he had he had drawn out several different maps oh yeah i mean he he, he set it up, he gave them the tools they needed, and then this whole second half was, okay, here's a map. Turn and talk to your, your group. How are you going to get from this point to this point when you know that there's this type of monster here? What are you going to do? And just the chatter and the excitement and the problem-solving that those kids were engaged in mm-hmm. was, was amazing. Um, and once again, what I saw, and this has been this has been good. It's been a challenge. We do have a, a neurodivergent student who's attending, mm-hmm. and it's exactly what we're hoping for, but there are adaptations and things that have to go along with that, and it's been really amazing um, that student was in this session and to watch the other students engage and take what was said and expand on it, and, you know, that student was part of Absolutely. every aspect of this. Mm-hmm. and. I know from talking that isn't always the experience, mm-hmm. so I think that was really special for, for her as well.
1: Yeah, I would I would agree. I'm again I'm sorry that I missed that one because <laughs> I was running the concurrent to that with the DMs. So um, uh, so we'll come back and mention that combat tactics again in in a few minutes, but. It, want to go back and cover the dm sections now because then it ties together with what happens right after that session four so on the dm side of things the session three um you ran a session on world building creating a believable world Mm -hmm. and you'd run something similar to this last year but it was for a general audience we did not have the dissemination of dms and players like we do this year right and so you were able to dive a little bit deeper and I just, I found it, me sitting in there, I found it to be fascinating at the way in which you broke down the process of thinking about how to make a world from geography to um, to even like what creatures would be there, mm-hmm. um, regions of a world, you know, of a right. land. And I happen to be in there when you're talking about naming things Uh giving it you know giving it names that are believable and and feel like you're in a foreign land or or in just a fantasy world and uh and let me just tell you you may have noticed this may not have the the pencils were getting dull (laughs) from the notes that they were taking and you gave them a worksheet for them to kind of start brainstorming or or just working through the things you talked about but the notes were 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 hard and heavy on that one um, it was fun. I mean, we have four students that are, or four campers that are in the DM track. Mm-hmm.
0: And these kids are all about D&D. Yes. All four of them. And so it was really exciting. And I, again, sort of the teacher instincts, I had this all ready to go. and I'm like, wait. I need to ask them what they've already done world building wise, because otherwise I'm going to repeat something. And of mm-hmm. course, all four of them had dabbled in it. But it worked out really well because we, I kind of started the discussion with, okay, what what challenges you where where do we need work and we could just kind of go from there mm-hmm. and so it was fun to just collaborate on just roughing out a small Ireland sized island and I you know I drew an outline on the board we kind of talked briefly about the physical geography and I said okay we need some place names um, and kids were well you know we're, we're offering things right and left and I was like this is a really cool world. I'm going to use this. I think this the mm-hmm. the concepts that they came up with and building on each other. The collaborative nature of
1: it was really fun. That was cool to watch that that land just develop up on the board mm-hmm. uh, as you guys went that through that conversation. Interesting that some things that you mentioned about their their collaborative nature the four, these four students and how they worked with you in creating this world. I had the second or the session four DM right. uh, track, and I talked about running a social setting role play, mm-hmm. um, and we had a similar experience as far as like just sharing ideas and talking about it. It was funny when I, on the first question I asked, and I set the I set the lesson up to be a uh, a discussion rather than me just you know telling them how it should be done. Right, um, but they started raising their hands. I said, "No, you guys, <laughs> you don't have to raise your hands." Just jump in, you know, <laughs> fill in when, when you need. And it was so cool to watch them. Then they started turning and looking at each other and, and like, gesturing, saying, yeah, like that, I, I think that it would go this way. It was just really interesting to hear their perspective on running a social Campaign or social setting for um, for Dungeons and Dragons. I guess to define that a little bit further, uh, it's it, what we're talking about is having d and D session where you're not. The goal isn't really combat. Right. It's to right. to negotiate, talk to, persuade other, uh, and, uh, not other but NPCs, and navigating the session that way mm-hmm. without drawing a sword or casting a spell necessarily and so it was cool they had they had a lot of really deep insights and i thought what was interesting yeah you can hear they're they're (laughs) ramping it up it's almost time to be done (laughs) um but uh they were talking about um the question was what what is challenging or scary about running a session Mm -hmm. they really opened up and shared some things about how having a full conversation session is really kind of nerve-wracking to them and you know they're Mm -hmm. afraid of what happens the what happens if this what happens if they get bored what happens if all i say something wrong and so we really were able to kind of flesh that out chris mess was in that session with us because he he does a lot of that with his school group right and so it was a really really strong uh session which then ties into... I was going to say, we did, again, this worked out perfectly, Tom. You put together, this was hands-on,
0: talked about it, then they immediately had to turn around and go and do it. Mm-hmm. You created a, a social encounter that they were going to run for the rest of the campers. Yep. So that was, that was f- fun, mm-hmm. and to split them up, give them a different group of students, but instead of being players, now they're having to run it.
1: Yes, And I think one thing we were talking about earlier is um, one thing that was really cool to see is we primed the players up front. And we said, I I came into the room where the players were, and I said, look, you guys, we're going to do a practice session on on running a social campaign. I just want to let you know, give your DMs some grace because they just got the story. Yes. And when I walked around, it was just... Fascinating. First of all, the DMs picked up on it right away. Mm -hmm. Only one of them was a little, like, deer in headlights, but they did a great job, Mm -hmm. just like all the others. And the players... I could tell that they were putting forth effort to try to collaborate with each other. Yeah, it, it, it's exactly the session that we called it—the practice session. We mm-hmm. said practice, focus, role play, social encounters, and it was just neat to go around because they were all playing the exact same uh, storyline that I put together, and just to see where each group took it. Right, right. And the interpretation of the of the NPCs from the DM side were. were in some some ways very similar, but in some ways very different. It was mm-hmm. just, it was really, really cool.
0: Yeah, um, so it was just the whole day, and you can hear it. It's still going on. Right. These kids are just absorbing this, and and even, as I said, even the students... We are hearing the students use the skills they Mm -hmm. developed in the morning sessions, which is is exciting. It's exactly what you want. Now,
1: if it follows the same if the afternoon games follow the same type of feel as last year, today's the today's the day they come in happy, they're excited. Mm -hmm. It's tomorrow. This the third day. One more day left. That the cliffhangers happen in the games, and they come in nervous. They come in like, "I can't believe you did that. I can't believe." Like, (laughs) I think it's tomorrow is when it gets really like tense, (laughs) and then they come in Friday just like. (laughs) let's let's get this over with and uh it's a lot of fun though so speaking of we need to go and
0: create some cliffhangers here because we are about out of time with our camp and we are we got to give away some more fabulous prizes that were
1: donated by the generous folks on Instagram, yes and other places that's right so well thanks for joining us again on this uh trip through our summer camp here in teachers in the dungeon uh if you have any thoughts questions and send them to us, teachersinthedungeon at gmail.com. Until next time, keep rolling those 20s. See you, folks. That wraps up today's session. So thank you for listening to Teachers in the Dungeon. We appreciate you and your feedback. Until the next time we see you in the dungeon, we hope you roll high on those saving throws. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear what happens in the adventure, subscribe to the podcast. Have questions, thoughts, or ideas? Check the show notes for our website and our contact information. This podcast is not affiliated or endorsed by Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or any other third-party Dungeons & Dragons entity. Teachers in the Dungeon is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders in the U.S. or abroad. The official Dungeons & Dragons website can be found at www.dnd.wizards.com.